are listening to Win Win, a podcast brought to you by the global nonprofit organization Win Women in Innovation. Each episode features inspiring innovators from the startup world, innovation consultancies, and Fortune 500 companies who share their innovation secrets and career trajectories every Monday. As for me, I'm your host, Zoya Kozakov, global product lead at Win by Night and product manager by day. Hello, everyone. Excited to come to you on this Tuesday instead of our usual Monday slot after the long Thanksgiving break and weekend. There is so much to be grateful for, whether you celebrate Thanksgiving or not. And I'm, of course, so eternally grateful to be able to listen to and share the stories of the women on this podcast with this incredibly engaged audience. Today's episode was one of the episodes where I think I laughed for half of the taping. The two women that are featured today are seriously superheroes, and their names are Eugenia Marshall and Wendy Roseberry. I'll share a bit more about them, but for background, we taped for almost an hour and I had to cut out so much, including Wendy and I roasting each other for being single, and literally just so many jokes, such good energy, and I think that you will fall in love with these ladies as much as I did. In terms of innovation in their careers, of course, they are amazing. Eugenia and Wendy both have really high-profile roles. Wendy is a director of integrated content and multicultural partnerships at Warner Brothers, and Eugenia is the chief human resources officer at NKSFB, one of the largest business management firms in the country. On top of that, and the big reason as to why I was talking to them today is because they are also entrepreneurs and founders of Condition Her, which is a natural daily moisturizing cream scientifically formulated for external intimate areas, inner thighs, and underarms. They do this on top of their jobs, and a big part of their trajectory and story is that they are employed entrepreneurs, and in addition to being women black founders, they are juggling kids and the challenges of their day jobs and bootstrapping this company, so it's a really, really inspiring and interesting conversation. They were also kind enough to give us a promo code, which we will share at the end, but also if you go to conditionher.com and use the code WIN, W-I-N, you will get a 20% discount for their product. So that's conditionher.com. I hope you enjoy this episode and everything that's to come for this podcast as we have some awesome conversations in store. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, Wendy and Eugenia. I'm often speaking to one woman in innovation, but today I get to double the fun, double the magic with the two of you. So briefly, before we get into life founding conditioner, a daily moisturizing cream for external intimate areas, I know that both of you actually have day jobs and quite impressive day jobs, if I say so myself. So Eugenia, let's start with you. You are Chief Human Resources Officer at NKSFB, a major business management firm in the country with nearly 600 employees. You've assisted partners in multi-million dollar mergers and acquisitions, supported hiring on large scales. So what would you say motivates you and excites you about your day job? Well, that's crazy because, you know, I think that in the pandemic, it has really, really made you think about your life and what's important to you and what you value most. And one of the things that I do absolutely love about my day job is the ability to see talent, even when someone can't see it in themselves. 
and see the possibilities in someone and be able to be the person to actually help them navigate their road um, in their in their and you know their successful career path. I really, really enjoy that. I really enjoy hiring someone fresh out of college and giving them the tools that they need to become successful and then watching them grow through the firm. You know, uh, I, I've actually hired people that have become managers. I've I've worked with people who have become partners. And it's just really, really fulfilling to know that you were a major part of their journey. So that that is really what I love about my job. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it, it just takes that one yes, and it's a snowball effect for the rest of your career. I know that I had somebody take a chance on me too, and, I, and I'll never forget it. So I, I totally get that. Wendy, you have had some of the craziest jobs I know while having your son at 19, doing anything from liquor marketing to placing celebrities to wear Von Dutch back in the day, which was so cool. And today you are Director of Integrated Content and Multicultural Partnerships at Warner Brothers. Also, you know, no big deal. You have been at the company for 11 years now. So what is still something that inspires you or keeps you innovative in your day job? Oh, wow. I work in a space that's just ever changing, working on the TV side of things. You know, every year there's going to be a slate of new shows coming out, new characters, new talent. I, I think just the freshness of it all. And also being a Black woman in, in, a, in that space where um, that there, there's not a ton of us. I, I get to kind of key in and hone in on those opportunities to really be like find cultural relevancy and to be the black girl in the room that can say like, hey, this is this is something that I think will resonate with this community that I know so oh so well, just as I do as anything that has to do with moms or or kids or college students. So I it's it's very exciting. We have tons of shows across streaming network uh, and cable. And it's just always really exciting to have an, a fresh new project to start on every year. And so it's really fun, uh, always changing, never quite the same. And I love that part of it. Okay. So both of you with your incredibly successful careers that we even just got a small glimpse into at a certain point in 2013, you two have the idea of condition her and work on it by the way, on top of your jobs for six years before you launch. And so I'm sure there were many times in that time span when you were considering launching, but actually didn't until 2019. So what makes you pull the trigger on launching? How did you assess that quote unquote readiness? I, I can say <laughs> it was just time. Like like you said, we, we had the idea in 2013. We didn't meet a chemist uh, randomly until 2016. And then there was the, where, where do you get the money? Um, and then we mm -hmm. took the rest of the time figuring that out as most women, uh, you know, female entrepreneurs, especially black women who happens to be leading the charge uh, in the entrepreneurial space. Um, but the money was a thing. And we were making a product that was considered intimate skincare or sexual wellness. So mm -hmm. uh, when you're when you're searching for money, uh, typically you're going to men. So going to men to say, hey, you know, can you help us with our hoo-ha cream here? Um, it wasn't so easy. And, and we thought the support we thought we'd get from women just didn't come. This is uh, an emerging market, uh, very innovative in terms of we've all heard of feminine hygiene, but vulva care, the external, you know, the external part. And that's where our what our product focuses on. And so it was apparent that that was a perfect time. Um, because we kind of wrapped our brains around where we could get uh, our money from. <laughs> Hello, 401k. <laughs> and um, 
we needed the chemist. And I went on vacation um, top of 2016 and ended up in the jacuzzi with a PhD biochemist and her family. And right in that moment, we knew like the, the, the stars couldn't be, talk about serendipitous, the stars could not have been more aligned and the timing was perfect. Um, and she had already had experience creating intimate skincare products. And so it just was, we were ready uh, and, and we were set and we, we had to go. Right. And I guess to turn it to Eugenia, you know, you, you come from a very structured business world where people would say, you know, never test out an idea on your own money. And here you guys are pulling it from your 401k under the floorboards, God knows where. How did you say to yourself, this is worth putting our own money into it and launching it? I think it, it really happened because Wendy and I, like we always talk about ideas. We're, we're, I always call Wendy an ideator. She always comes up with these big, <laughs> big ideas. You know, I'm a creative slash logical. So, you know, I've done the same. And Wendy and I have thought of so many things in the past that we saw come to fruition in front of us where we were like, we thought about that years ago. And like I said, missed the ball. We had a, another beauty, a, be- a beauty idea. We didn't do it. And we see it on television, you know, and it just began to be so many things. It's like one thing after the other, and it's building other people's brands. You know, I think that lot, lots of entrepreneurs get their start because they see their impact on other people. Like in, and, you know, like myself, I mean, I work for a major firm and I've hired over a hundred people this year. And um, when you think about that, okay, I've hired a hundred people that are now pulling, you know, hourly rates. And you think about that and you think about how that impacts the bottom line and you say, well, could I do that for myself? You know, okay. So when Wendy came up with this idea and then she, you know, she started Googling and, you know, going forward and it's like, it's not out there. It's not in the marketplace. Do you sit on another brilliant idea? You know, and then, like I said, when she met um, the chemist in the jacuzzi, she called me. This is bigger than we think, you know, um, because we were trying to figure out how to get it done. And literally the universe brought it to us. And that's I think that that was the triggering. You know, that was the trigger that was like, okay, don't sit on one more of your brilliant ideas. This is the one I'm going to help you with it. I'm going to bring what you need to you. Just trust Throughout this, I mean, you and Wendy have such an amazing partnership and we'll, we'll dive all into that. But I do think, you know, Wendy, you mentioned the fact that pitching something like this to men, it's a no brainer why it didn't work, you know, and that's super short sighted, unfortunate. There are systemic issues with that for sure. But I'm curious why you feel like you didn't have the support of women. When it comes to our bodies, we all feel like we're experts in our body, you know, and there are certain things that we've kind of told ourselves or we like to to kind of present publicly that we might not be doing privately. So oftentimes we talk to women and they'd be like, oh, why do I need this? Oh, I don't use anything unsafe in that area. I don't use anything. And then you start drilling down and say, well, you know, because I know that there are plenty of women taking that beautiful perfume that they love and that Vicky Secrets or Body Shop, whatever, spray, <laughs> and they're doing a little spray in between the thighs and in between those spaces. And so when you really start poking the holes, Um, Mm -hmm. I think women were still just, most women say it's the product that they didn't know they needed. It just didn't exist out there. When it comes, when you're in the feminine hygiene aisle, you've got your pads, your tampons, your washes, your wipes, you know, maybe some like UTI pills or some yeast infection, but there was some pregnancy tests tests (laughs) and all these things, you know, but there was nothing that was talking about the importance of 
moisturizing that particular area and how it can be benefited. And for women at different phases of their life, uh, whether you struggle with uh, ingrown hair really bad or chafing or your perimenopausal or your menopausal and everything's drying out everywhere. And so I think mm-hmm. women were still just kind of like, hmm, do I really need this? And so they were a little slow. Men were just like immediately wanted to know, like, is it edible? They absolutely went down the sexual route. So we, we right. it really came down to us and how we were presenting initially. We had to change the language. We couldn't use the word vagina. We couldn't use the word certain words. We had to really shift this into health and wellness and stick away from sex and you know intercourse thoughts. And so um, the irony in the flip that has been over this last year, especially post uh, the murder of George Floyd and the uprising and the tremendous amount of support that came from two black owned businesses, including ours, was mm-hmm. men coming back around the way. And I think that was twofold. I think they're all over the last two years, there have been tons of articles on the evolution or the the growth of women entrepreneurs, but also black women entrepreneurs. And so it has been men of, of various you know ethnic backgrounds, creeds, cultures that have now stepped up. I think women are still kind of like, I don't think there's any specific reason but I, because it's not something that's been a part of our daily routine, I think they're mm-hmm. still like, why do I need that? Until they try it and they're like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed and didn't know it. So I think it's just a, a lot of education um, and time, even us running ads right now, we're like, okay, why isn't it selling right away? There's a, a few more steps. The barrier to entry to a product like ours is a little greater. I think there's a lot of baked into what you just said. And I think one of the biggest points to me is about the fact that when you're doing actual innovation, when you would ask somebody for what they need, they're going to tell you an extension of something that they have or a different use of something that they have. Like you mentioned, somebody's spritzing perfume down there, right? Which is not a good idea, I'm sure. Ultimately, what you're doing is actually getting ahead of their needs and looking into, into the insight first, which to me really is true innovation. I think the other piece that you said is, you know, when, when people look at you too, they realize that while you both are idea machines, you are ultimately women who have had a history and a record in both of your jobs. What role do you think keeping your day job has had on helping you move the brand forward? Well, I work, you know, I work with a lot of celebrities um, and uh, I work in entertainment, but on the finance side. Mm -hmm. So business managers, we, we, we are basically personal CFOs for individuals. So um, we might represent an artist and, and when we represent the artist, we represent them personally and professionally so we become the backroom back room accounting for all of their businesses, their productions, their touring entities and everything of such. So I'm exposed to a lot of things that are going on in various types of industries. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's very helpful to our business. Um, I think that that's what Wendy and I kind of like the yin and the yang. We both we both are able to bring that to, to our company is Wendy is doing things on a daily basis that that actually can be scaled down to the marketing and, um, you know, the marketing of our own company. And then the same thing with the business, like when I'm looking at things that the businesses are doing here, I'm looking at the reasons why they're doing this or the reasons why they didn't do this at this stage. I'm able to bring that and say, Wendy, okay, that's not like I'm seeing how that can go the wrong way. Let's just wait you know, just wait a little bit, you know, I'm seeing how when you sell like a large amount of your company for a little bit of money, how that bites you later, you know, I'm seeing the fights, I'm seeing the disputes later on. And so, you know, we've really kind of slowed in 
throwing ourselves out there just because we want to make the right decisions. As a marketing executive, there are certain things I do in my day job. Every new project has to have strategy, you know, ideas or tactics. What's the implementation? Who are the partners in this? How are we going to, what's the timeline of rolling this out? And so as I have to structure myself like that in my day job, as we're launching a show or launching an initiative, I've learned to practice, you know, they say, you know, practice how you want to play. So I'm, that's almost my practice when I, when I get off work after six o'clock or on my lunch break, when I step away from my job and I'm able to kind of spend some time on my own, I'm, I'm, that's now intrinsic. I'm now trained like, okay, for my business. Now I'm like, what's our marketing strategy? So I'm able to kind of mirror that. So it has been helpful, but because of the person that I am, because it, in order for me to move forward or be productive in anything, I've got to find something in it for me. I got to find something, right. even with people that work with us, our team. I don't just, unless you can find something in a, what we're doing, whether you want the contacts that we have, whether you want to be mentored by us, you want to be a part of our collective, because we have a badass group of women that we run with uh, from the hood to the hills, as I've always said, a, lots of very cultured group of friends, like whatever it is, you've got to figure out what it is for you that makes you want to work with us, because we know what that is. And so um, this journey has been, my journey has been completely uncharted, completely unique. And like I said, I didn't get on a career path until coming to Warner Brothers. And lo and behold, I'm knee deep in that. And now this entrepreneurial thing has really taken flight. And and I'm excited about both. Thinking about that, I mean, so many twists and turns and so many pivotal moments for the two of you, you know, whether, Wendy, for you, it's actually getting to Warner Brothers and then realizing, wait, this thing that I thought I'd signed up for, I have you know, tremendous opportunity to grow in, in different ways. And then this product that we've been sitting on, like, let's just go and, and run with it. But, you know, in all of that, there's tremendous fight, tremendous hustle, tremendous uphill battle, I think, for the both of you. So I think to the women that are listening and are saying, you know what, like, Mark Zuckerberg, good going, you, you know, you, you dropped out of Harvard, and it, that worked out well for you. But I don't have that ability to just quit my job or, you know, just launch a company and hope that it works. I don't have access to unlimited capital. What would you say are some of the tips or tricks you can give about really, I hate the word balancing it all, but about balancing it all and and doing both? From an HR perspective, I strongly advise people to disclose to their employer that they're, that they're doing, you know, that they have something that they're working on outside of work. Um, because that can be a conflict. Um, I have I have shared with my employer that this is this is my company, and I try to cl- keep a very clear line. You know, um, if if I'm doing something for this brand, I I do it on my lunch hour. I do it before work. I do it after work, and I already give them. 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And, but I'm still very clear that this is, this is what I'm doing. And I've been blessed to have one of the partners actually mentor me, you know, like when I'm, when I get to like a, a weird spot and Wendy's like, I'm like, (laughs) you know, I go to one of my partners and I sit in his office and I say, Hey, what do you think about this? And he actually helps me, you know, so you can get some mentorship there because I believe that the company has also brought a value to my, to my job, Absolutely, you know, because the things that we learn through trial and error are actually some really, really great lessons that I'm able to then incorporate into my day to day um, at, at my job. So I think it's very, very clear to disclose that to your employer. And then I want to make sure that people understand that your evenings, your weekends 
are definitely going to be impacted. You know, I mean, because you can't you can't do this and not expect to not have to give something in order to get. You got to give. you know, right. so I would definitely strongly suggest to people who have children to get their children involved and, and make sure that they understand, like, this is what mommy is doing. Mommy's doing this. This is mommy's brand. And this is the goal. I'm not just trying to not be there. I'm not trying to be always occupied. This is not what I'm wanting, but I'm trying to build something greater for our family. And this is part of that. You know, so that those two, I think those are two really, really big things to make sure that you're doing. And I'll let Wendy take take the rest. I would challenge anyone who had to go and read everything about Sarah Blakely, who, uh, hey, Sarah, girl, one day we're going to meet. <laughs> But reading her story, like I've been so inspired Mm -hmm. by her story. Also, my good friend, um, Lauren Schultz Wang, who is the founder of FlexFit, just regular women like us that had a need and, you know, thought about it, did a little research and was like, hey, why not me? Why not me take the time? And so being aware of Sarah's story over the last few years and then watching her in the last week or so just announced that she's, you know, finally uh, kind of moving on uh, and and allowing her company to expand, uh, perhaps not with her at the helm all of the way, is just super inspiring, you know. And so, look, there's so we have so many. My, our good girlfriend Shantae Lundy, she owns Black Girl Sunscreen. Again, regular girl working in corporate America, got tired of going to the beach with her, you know, non-black friends and borrowing their sunblock and being pasty white or blue because it didn't mesh well with black skin and her saying, Hey, I could do something about it. And she didn't have, she wasn't a dermatologist or didn't have, none of us were chemists, you know, regular women that found an, an, an issue and decided to pursue it. So I think that, you know, when you hone in, I, and like Eugenia has said before, it happens all the time. So look at your community around you. I'll have to say our lovely publicist, shout out to Amanda who booked this for us. Amanda was my colleague for several years at Warner Brothers. And we had a lot of, you know, changes in the last year and she was a part of our layoffs. And I figured, you know, anyone getting laid off kind of in the middle of holiday season probably could use the extra cash. And we can't afford the type of publicist that we need who really, who really, you know, does this day to day. But she's a damn good publicist. She's a good friend and she knows our brand. And so work has helped me having those building relationships. Tapping into those resources. Yeah, everything boils down to relationships. And I'll save that in case that question comes up. But you know, it, it has been, uh, like you said, it's it's not just a juggling act. It really is an act of juggling and balancing to make it happen. Right. Jean and I are both moms and talking about the kids. My 25-year-old son has definitely packaged some condition her before. I've come home and he's been like, hey, mom, two of my friend, my girlfriend stopped by and uh, I gave them your product. So the fact that this 25-year-old is okay and, and can saying the word vulva and explaining what it is and what it does and actually handing it is, is pretty dynamic for us, so. I feel like, you know, with everything you both said, it's really about figuring out like what those boundaries are and just pushing and pushing against them to squeeze out the lemonade out of the lemons that you've been given. And like you said, Wendy, whether that's tapping into the existing resources, whether that is getting creative and and working mornings, nights and evenings, I think there is a lot of sacrifice that has gone into your work, but also a lot of things that have come out as as a result of it, which is uh, really, really exciting to see. So another kind of innovation-related question, talking about everything that the two of you juggle and balance, 
with the limited amount of time and resources that you have, there's a lot that the business could be doing, right? So how do you prioritize what goes first? Well, I think, um, to be honest, we went through an incubator. And it actually, the one thing that I actually got out of that incubator was that we can't do everything at once. We have to figure out two, three things max that we can do and we can actually get get to done, right? So Wendy and I have been, we've been kind of getting into a group where we are identifying two, three things each week that we can actually accomplish. And it's been, we it's been productive. You know, we've actually been completing those two or three things no matter. And like you said earlier, push through. I told Wendy, I was like, I want to get that tattooed on my finger. I love that. Because um, my mother and my aunt were killed in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And my father was actually killed in an, another freak accident. And through my life journey, the one constant thread is push through. And when you have like, when you're juggling a company with five offices, people, remote workers, all this during the day. And then after work, you know, I have my my sister, one of my dearest friends, you know, that I have a company with and an obligation and she's put her life savings into this. I still have another obligation afterwards, plus my kids, plus my boyfriend, you know, it's a lot. And plus my other friends, you know, and you have to just push through. You know, because every, you know, it's an amazing thing to say, I have an amazing group of girlfriends. I have dope kids. I have a dope boyfriend. I have my own company. I have a great job. But you know what? What happens with all that is it's a lot of pushing through. Yeah. Okay. It's not always good. You know, being able to say that comes with a lot of work. It comes with going to bed at 2 a.m., waking back up at 4, 15, because you have a report due. I mean, it comes with a lot of, work. And the only thing that I can say to anyone out there that is thinking of doing what we're doing, you're going to have to push through. You're going to have to yeah. through difficult times. You're going to have to push through, you know, bearing a loved one and still, you know, still getting an email blast out. You know, you're going to have to push through those difficult times if you want to make that lemonade. And, and I also want to add like, there are days I wake up and I'm like, yes, I know exactly what I'm doing. Okay. I'm from seven to nine and work on condition her. Then nine o'clock I'm on my work schedule. Eugene and I will do our catch up meetings during lunch. And after we'll do our PR meeting and this and that and this. And I've got it all figured out. And other days it's like, who the hell, what the F, who told me I could be doing this stuff? Girl, can't you just be normal? Can't mm-hmm. you just go to your job like show everybody else, leave. show up, go <laughs> home and be a regular person and stop thinking that you want to have your hand in a But I've never been like that. I've never right. been, you know, um, the, 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 the one to stick to any one thing. And, and I poo-poo on that. I think that we're dynamic individuals, especially women. I think we can do whatever we put our minds to. But I think that it forces you to, again, have, ask for help, ask for guidance, you know, seek it out. You know, Eugenia and I, it's like, it's been a big, I know I have worn her nerves out. And furthermore, Eugenia, you don't have any more friends and you're not allowed to add any more friends because they can't take away <laughs> from our time together. But, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. You don't have days off. You take vacations just to brainstorm. Our vacations are now like work retreats. Right. Um, and so, but it's worth it. And uh, when this goes the way that we see it and even the ways we don't see it, uh, I believe it will not only pay off for us. This is really not about us. 
It's about offering us the opportunity to create generational wealth for ourselves, for our families, for our communities. To have 10K, 20K, to put back into another woman-owned business, especially a woman that looks like us, a Black woman who's had the, the greatest new idea, but has no idea how she's going to pay for it. So there's a lot that you sacrifice to do what we do the job to do. Um, and we're going to keep pushing through. I guess on that note, um, I'd love to ask you one last question. And that is, where do you see yourself and your industry one month from now, one year from now, and 10 years from now? Okay, I've got the month, Eugenia. In the holiday craze, uh, one month from now, we'll be working to push every bit of our inventory out the door uh, and onto a shelf near you. And I can even take a year. Like We'd love to expand. Uh, we're, we're making plans to expand our brand from one or two SKUs to five to seven. Uh, would love in a year to be sitting on our first the shelf of our first big box retailer, sitting pretty on that shelf with at least five employees and for Wendy to not be single. That's a good year plan. Eugenie, you got 10 years? Well, I hope in 10 years we're being compared to Sarah Blakely. <laughs> I love it. Third one. Yes. Cheers to that. Amazing. <laughs> you know, maybe on a cover of a few magazines, you know. <laughs> Please, I'll be in the background. No, <laughs> thank you both so much. Seriously, you two are powerhouses. Thank you for coming on, sharing your wisdom, humor, and innovation skills with our audience today. And best of luck in this upcoming period. Absolutely, Zoya. If it's okay, we'd love to offer an extended discount to any of your listeners because I know podcasts live hopefully a lifetime. So at any time you go in and you use um, the code WIN, W-I-N, you will receive 20% off Condition Her and the products on our site as long as we are in stock. But sell us out, ladies and gentlemen. Sell us out. And your website is conditionher.com? Um, yep, at Condition Her, everywhere you can um, find, find us. Yes. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I do hope the ladies and the gentlemen of this podcast definitely take advantage of that opportunity and support this women black owned business that just kicks ass all around. So thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to win win brought to you by win women and in innovation and myself, Zoya Kozakov. If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit womeninnovation.co to learn more about our organization, programming, and other opportunities. And remember, when women innovate, we all win.